Well, the title of my message tonight is Catch It. Catch It. Turn to your, not uh, cat. No, not that word. It's catch it. <laughs> uh, just to clarify that. And uh, if you got your Bible, some of you didn't get that anyway. Your innocent minds. Let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse 17. Verse 17, it says, Come on, some of you need to move on from that. <laughs> Tonight, I want to show you how blessed you are. I want to show you that you're already blessed that you don't need something on the outside of you to come to you for you to be blessed. You're blessed already. Let's go to James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, God's not fickle. He's not like your two-faced friend. He's, there's no variation in God. You know, he, for every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Turn to your neighbor and say, He has blessed you. Come on, turn to the other person and say, He has blessed you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Well, what's He done? Who has? He has. He's not going to. He has. He's not going to. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. It's not coming to you. You already have it. God has blessed us with every, you get this, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want to declare tonight that Christmas is not about giving. Gee, that went flat right there. Christmas is all about receiving. Some of you go, what, what, what? Christmas is about the greatest gift that anybody could ever receive coming to earth. And until you receive the gift, it's hard, the giving side of thing. But once you've received the gift, how many know giving just flows automatically? It flows naturally. In fact, that's why Jesus said, for as freely as you have received, notice the receiving came first, freely give. So many people's lives are tight and stingy and withheld simply because they haven't received what God has on offer. And how many know just because God gives something doesn't mean you receive it? You know... I reckon sometimes receiving can be harder than giving. How many, how many struggle to receive a compliment? You feel a little bit awkward when you, somebody tells you, oh man, you're looking really good. And you go, oh no, not me, this old thing. You know, it's, it's like, it can be awkward receiving a compliment. How many love receiving compliments? Yeah, it's, yeah they're, they're good. But sometimes it can make you feel uncomfortable receiving something. Some, have you ever received something from somebody and thought, oh no, if I, I receive that, that means I've got to give them back something. 
And so you're going, oh, I don't know if I want to receive that. But receiving can be a little bit awkward from time to time. You know, it can be. But I reckon as Christians, we've got to get good at receiving. Uh, sometimes it's not a matter of what we have or what's happening to us. I found in life, life is determined by your perspective on what you have and what's going on around your world. Uh, here, I love these verses because it proves to me that, that God doesn't withhold anything. Uh, God's not a holdout. He, he's not like your friend at school who ate their pie around the corner. So as they didn't have to share with anybody else. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. At school, I, I went to all boys school and you know, if anybody had any food, it was like, it was ours. It wasn't just there, it was ours. It's like, give me a bite. But how many know some people, when, when they're offering you a bite, would put their fingers uh, so that, you know, close so they'll determine how much you could bite off? And it was almost like sometimes you're biting their fingernails to, to get a little piece of the pie. It was like, ugh. You know, or, or, you know, when it came to a drink, you learned to drink real fast because it was like, uh, they'll give you a sip, but they didn't really want to. They wanted it, for, but they felt they had to, but, but it was like, they'll take it off you before you could even get anything down your, down your throat. I, I love the fact that God's not a holdout. Uh, some of your mates are holdouts. You may be a holdout. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, some of you held out when it came to praise tonight. Some of you held out, you know, <laughs> do I go there? Uh, but, you know, I, I love the fact that God's not a holdout. That, that God doesn't withhold. That every perfect gift, if you've ever received a gift and it's perfect, it's from God. It's from God. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Uh, but here's the deal. Just because God offers something doesn't mean you receive it. Yeah, just because God's promised it doesn't mean you'll possess it. And in fact, there was a whole generation, if you read the Bible, that died in the wilderness and never possessed the promised land that God had given them because of the unbelief in their heart. God promised it, but they didn't possess it. I wonder right now what you're missing out on. I wonder how many opportunities you have missed. Talk about missed opportunities for the children of Israel. God promised this land full of milk and honey. The grapes were the size of basketballs. They're huge. But they missed out on it simply because of their perspective. That the way they saw that land. And could it be that yours and my perspective can actually hinder us receiving what God has on offer? Uh, see, we all know Luke chapter 15, the story of the lost son. Many of us have read that. You know, the son who took his inheritance and wasted it on prodigal living. He, he did it, but he came home. He came to his senses and he said, oh, well, even my servants at my father's house are better than me right now here in this pig pen. I'll go back to my father's house and I'll ask, me, ask him to make me one of his hired servants. He, he came to his senses. His eyes were open to what he had done. And his eyes were open to, to the father. The father throws him a party. 
And what happens is there's another brother who had been with the father the whole time, but he gets upset at the father throwing the younger brother a party, throwing him a celebration. You know, he was mad at the younger brother because he was accessing something that he had overlooked because the father went out to the older brother and said, hey, all I have is yours. He was going, where's my goat? You know, so me and my friends can make merry. And the father said, and what the older brother was upset at was the younger brother accessing something that he had overlooked. I reckon there's a whole lot of people get mad at somebody else's blessing simply because that person has accessed it where they may have overlooked it. You know, it was all, all his all along. The, the problem with him was he thought he had to earn it. In fact, he said to the father, I served you. I never transgressed. And he said, where's my goat? He thought he had to earn it. Some of you right now, you're sitting here and you're thinking, I've got to earn God's favor. I've got to earn God's blessing. I've got to earn this. But the good news today is that, that the blessing of God is a gift. It's not something that you can earn. It's not something that, that gets credited to you because of your goodness. It's because of the goodness of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. We're coming into the end of the year. And I really want us to finish strong because I, I really believe God wants to bless us. Well, He's already blessed us, but I, I believe we're going to access God's blessing in a way like we never have before. How, how many here would say that they're good at catching things? Good at, good at catching. Who's a good catcher? Good catcher. Uh, who's got good hands? Good hands. Um, Daniel, Daniel, come up. Dan, Dan, Daniel, come Daniel, I, I, need a, I need a few of my props up here as well. Yeah, I, I hope this illustration is going to work, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a go. This man's good. He says he's good at catching things. So I, I just need these, yeah, some tennis balls. I got them, the Australian, the, the Australian official ball. And so I got four tennis balls here. How many know? Uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's easy just to catch some things. You know, they get thrown to you in a way. Uh, in a way that you can receive it. It's like, you know, if I, I'm, I'm going to just give him a real easy catch. You ready for this? This is Daniel, by the way. Dan, Daniel, now you better not drop this. You said you're good at catching. So, so what, are you left-handed, right-handed? Right, right-handed. So uh, are you going to catch it with both hands or one hand? Okay, he's going to catch it with both, just to be safe, he said. Okay, ready? You ready for this? This is just an easy one. Okay. Give, give him a hand. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Okay, you, you want to see him do it again? You want to see him? Yeah, okay, you ready? Here, 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 here we go. Here we go. You ready? You, you sure you're ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he should be on the New Zealand cricket team. Uh, um, but stay there, stay there. I need you to stay um, for a while. You know, some things that we receive from God, they're just easy catches. Uh, uh, salvation. You just got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Yeah, the Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How hard is that? Just call out, it's like salvation. <laughs> He's saved right now. He almost dropped it, but uh, <laughs> salvation. Yeah, yeah, forgiveness, forgiveness. 
It's easy to receive, isn't it? The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so, so if we just confess our sin, what He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, He's getting the hang of this. Yeah, that, this is easy. This, this is an easy case. But how many know some things? Uh, <laughs> Some things aren't easy catches. Some of them require good reflexes, which obviously Daniel doesn't have, but no, uh, no, no. just kidding, just kidding. You do. Uh, yeah, yeah, you weren't re- uh, oh, oh. You weren't even looking, man. You've got to be prepared at all times. You've got, you got to be prepared at all times, all, all times. Yeah. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You know, because there's some things in the kingdom of God there's some things in the kingdom, 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 in the kingdom of God that that require immediate obedience. So there's things that are easy: salvation, forgiveness. But there's other things that you experience where God speaks to you, and He wants you to obey. So many people. <laughs> So many people miss moments because they're not in a position to respond. In fact, that's why God says, today, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. So if God speaks to you in a today and you don't respond to it, your heart gets a layer over it and it becomes hardened because you're not ready to respond. And there's things that God wants us to respond in that moment. Yeah, you know, he, he speaks to us and we've got to uh, We've got to respond. <laughs> he just didn't catch. Yeah, you know, and, and this is so often because I, I don't know. Stay there, man. I I, I need you uh, longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so often God gives us revelation. But what happens is the longer we don't respond to it, we reason away what God has revealed. So, so what, what comes by revelation gets argued away. That's why it's so, it's so important. If we're to catch what God wants to release in our life, that we train our, reflect, our reflexes to respond. I, I was in a meeting recently, and, and uh, I just felt the Holy Spirit say that we need to do something for our city. Uh, we need to get a prayer meeting together with as many churches as possible and set off 2017 uh, praying. It was just a prompting in my spirit. I felt it in that moment. I didn't hesitate. I just shared it in that moment. I felt the Holy Spirit to say, share it. I was in a meeting with other pastors from around our nation and I just shared it. Do you know, instantly we got a favorable response. And now I could have held on to it. I could have thought about it. I could have come up with all the reasons why not to. You know, oh, they won't be into that. Oh, it hasn't worked in the past. Da, da, da. But, but I obeyed in that moment. And even as I was speaking out what I was feeling, what I was hearing the Holy Spirit saying, in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm going, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? You know how much work this is going to take? But, but I felt the Holy Spirit in it. 
as a result of that little prompting, now on the 1st and the 2nd of February, the church in Auckland is coming together at the Viaduct Events Centre to pray. And there's just been an amazing response. We've got Life Church, we've got City Impact Church, we've got C3 Church, we've got St. Paul's, we've got the Upper Room, we've got Harborside, we've got Elam. They're all saying, we believe this is a God thing. We believe this is God inspired and we believe this is gonna be significant for our city. And it's got to a point where, hey, we're doing the Viaduct Events Center this year, but there's a belief and a dream in our hearts corporately that one day we could fill Eden Park with people praying. Come on, it could go above and beyond the nines. Uh, come on, it could be a way that we say, hey, we want to open heaven over our city. We want churches growing. We want to see salvations. We want to see you know, crime reduced. We want to see suicide rates come down. Come on, we want to see our city transformed. But how's that going to happen? Well, here's the easy catch, salvation. Here's another easy catch, forgiveness. But here, here's the thing. Oh, Is, is it's the reflex responses that bring breakthrough into your world. Some of you, yeah, you're just waiting for something to, oh, here you go. <laughs> you know, nice and easy. But, but, but it's the reflex responses that actually bring breakthrough into your life. You're getting it tonight. You know, I was talking to Francesco who just, um, stay there, stay there, yeah, you're not done yet. Um, Francesco, who um, is pastoring our church in, in, in Rome, by the way, Wednesday night, they had 90 people out. It's increasing every week. And, and uh, one lady came along who wasn't a believer, and she was pregnant, and she just got a diagnosis that the, the baby in her womb was uh, Down syndrome. And uh, she came forward, and she prayed. Francesco said, can I pray for you? And uh, yeah, he just, he just said in that moment, I, I believe the report the doctors have given you is wrong. How many know that's a bold thing to say? Uh, that's a bold thing. It's wrong. Uh, report's wrong. Anyway, she went back. Uh, she came back this week, this Wednesday, and uh, she had got it checked out. And, uh, and the doctors, she went and got it scanned, and the doctors said, hey, we got it wrong. There's nothing wrong with your baby healed. Come on. God's good. How many know her heart's open to Jesus now? Yeah, because just a reflex response. No, that's not how it's meant to be. Boom. Pray. Power of God comes into that situation. Yeah, it's just that reflex. Some of your reflexes is like, you throw something, it's like, oh, oh. It's hit you in the head before you know it. And you're missing opportunities. Now, now there's, there's easy catches. Easy catches, yeah. Is that easy? Yeah, you can do this one-handed now, right? Yeah, one hand. Oh, look, even, even down. Easy, he's got this down. Okay, and then, and then, there's, then, then there's the reflex, reflex catches. And, but then there's the, the high catches. The high catches. Yeah, you took that, the, the high ones. Yeah, you got that lights in your eye. How many want to see and do another high one? Another high. Yeah, it's, it's like, there's the high catches. Notice I'm catching all of these. Uh, yeah. 
You're just looking at him, giving me no credit whatsoever, man. I'm catching everyone. I haven't dropped one, by the way. Uh, 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 high, high catches. Um, now, now, there's some things in the kingdom of God. They're on the way, and you know they're coming, but, but you've got to be patient. Uh, uh, the, the high. Oh. He got it, 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 he got it. Pride comes before a fall. But, you know, this is where people get nervous. Because how many know when you're under a high ball, you've got time to think, don't you, Daniel? You've got time to think. Yeah. And the danger is you do too much thinking. And you freak out. And you fret. You know, it's like up, high. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's, it, you've got time. And some of you right now, God, God's got something on the way, but you you're freaking out. You're overanalyzing it. It's on the way. You just need to focus in that moment. See, don't drop the ball. Some of you are choking at critical moments. I really believe God's saying, come on, come on. Yeah, keep your eyes on the ball. Don't get distracted. Don't look at the crowd. Yeah, catch the ball. And, and God's promise will come about in your life. Give Daniel a big hand, by the way. Actually, no, no, no. I haven't finished. I haven't finished. I haven't. I am finished, I am finished. Sorry, man, sorry, man. I got this here, I forgot, I got this. This is weight, this is heavy, man. Yeah, you can't. okay, can you lift it out in front of you, just like this? How long for, how long for? Oh, good, man. This man's a strong man. Two hands, two hands, or one hand, yeah. That's strength right there, he's not even straining. No strain on the face, it's good. Okay, now catch the ball. Oh... Okay, that, that, that was good. I didn't expect that. You ruined my illustration. Yeah, 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 you did it again. Okay. I didn't expect you. To... I've got a microphone. Shush. <laughs> oh, can you? Okay, okay. <laughs> nice, man. Nice, nice, nice. Here's the thing. Sometimes for us, to catch something, it can be quite awkward because we've got things in our hand and, and we're carrying stuff. That This is, I don't know, about 15, what do you reckon, 15 kgs? Yeah, yeah, round about. Yeah, yeah. you would say 20. But, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's hard to catch what's on offer because we've got other things. And until we let go of some stuff, we'll never actually receive what, what God wants to give us. And, and, and when you got, yeah, okay, keep holding that. I know what I'll do. Okay, catch, catch. Catch. <laughs> yeah, catch. <laughs> yeah, you see, when you've got too many things in your hand, you have to juggle. And God hasn't called you to be a clown. <laughs> he hasn't called you to join the circus. And the problem with many people is they don't catch, you can put that down, they don't catch what God's giving them because, because they've got too many other things going on. And, and I really believe God, God is saying, man, I want to entrust to you so much. Come on, again, God doesn't withhold. God's not withholding. 
right now from you. Some of you are looking at somebody else and say, oh, God gives that to them, why them? Where's mine? God's not withholding. It's more about the position of your heart. Thanks, Daniel. Give him a big hand. Legend, man. Legend. Just, just a few quick thoughts and I'm done. Okay. If you, you're to catch it, number one, you need to be in the moment. You need to be in the moment. Uh, we've all heard it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Uh, I, I want us to determine to finish this year strong. Come on, uh, Ruiz or whatever, he won the early rounds. Yeah, but, but it was Joseph Parker they said finish strong. There's still debate about that. Yeah, Joseph Parker. But, but here's the deal. It's, in life, it's not just what you've heard. Yeah, many people have heard God speak to them, but they're not in a place where they're actively listening. Yeah, see, see if Abraham just relied on what he had heard, he would have killed Isaac. Because God said, that's what I want you to do. But because he was in tune to what God was saying and is open to it, he realized that God had another plan. See, sometimes God will speak to you to get you on the way, but then he'll direct you as you go. That's why it's so important as believers, we're in tune constantly with his voice. See, it's not just what God said, it's what he's saying. Faith doesn't come by what you've heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When was the last time you heard God? Are you in a place where you can hear Him right now? Because I believe if you're to finish strong, you need to hear Him today. Yeah, you need daily bread. Not monthly bread, not yearly bread. You need daily bread. You need to hear His voice when you wake up in the morning. And you've got to be in the moment. See, many people miss their moment because they're relying on yesterday's bread. They're relying on a word they got two years ago. But God wants to speak to you today. And if you're to finish strong, if you're to catch all that God has for you, you've got to understand God's got a word for you right here, right now. In Jesus' name. Number one is be in the moment. Number two, if you catch it, you need to focus. I mean, no, in life it's easy to lose your focus. It's easy to get distracted. Uh, in fact, there's a whole lot of distracted thieves out there. And, and a distracted thief, what they use as their strategy is they use distraction to steal from people. Do you know what the enemy of our soul does constantly? Is he distracts us to steal from us so that we can't receive the very thing that God wants to give us. And we focus on things that are irrelevant rather than the things that God has ahead of us. I like Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, it says, fixing our eyes. Somebody say, fixing our eyes. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the author and the finisher of our faith. You wanna finish strong? Again, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You need to fix your eyes on Jesus. Uh, listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. Uh, 
there's some things that are right in front of you, but they're being stolen from you because you're not focused. You know, some of you are looking at the stuff right in front of you and it's causing you to worry. It's causing you to get anxious, angry. And, and what you do is you take matters in your own hand rather than fixing your eyes on Jesus. Rather than fixing your eyes on the unseen. See, your battle is not what you can see with your natural eye. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. Your battle is against principalities and powers. That's why you've got to look beyond your issue and look at it and see it in the Spirit. And if you can focus on that and break the Spirit, it's amazing how things will break open. See, the enemy is trying to get you to think it's that person that you need to deal with. It's that, no, it's the Spirit. You deal with the Spirit, it's amazing how freedom will come from there. You know, one thing you've got to realize is God has a plan. How many know God has a plan? The devil has a plan. But God's plan trumps the devil's plan every time. Come on, anybody good at cards here? Uh, if you've got the trump suit, it doesn't matter. The other person may have an ace, but if you've got the trump suit, you can lay down a three of spades and still win. Because you're trying. God's plan every time trumps the enemy's plan. The enemy's plan might look like he's prevailing, but it's amazing how God switches something and even a three of spades can turn a situation around. You might think, well, I don't have much in my hand. Well, what you got in your hand, if it's anointed by God, it trumps everything that the enemy would use to come against you. Come on, that deserves some praise. Come on, give God some praise right here. See, some of you right now, you're looking at the size of your opposition. You need to remind yourself of the size of God. Come on, big God, small problem. Big, huge. He's not freaking out right now over a million dollars. Oh, where am I going to get that from, Michael? Oh, man, I'm going to have to break the bank. You know, he's not freaking out over that sickness. He's not, not, not worried about that diagnosis. Come on, big God. Big God who's got plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Come on, big God. Come on, I want you to put your faith in a big God who gives us every good gift, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Come on, don't look at the size of the opposition. As a church, you know, we're not looking at the size of, you know, what's happening in the world. Oh, man, the world is... No, we're looking at what God's doing in the church. Because ultimately what's happening in the church determines what happens in the world. We've got the trump card. I, I, I'm, I, you know, forget the political connotations of that word trump. So, some of you are going there. But, but think of cards. Anything in your life that's anointed by God will trump anything that's in the world in Jesus' name. No, number three, if we're to catch what God has for us, we're going to let go of what we're holding. You know, God has something so much better for you than what you have for yourself. And until you come to God empty, He can't fill you. So many of us are coming to God with stuff, even good stuff. Good stuff in the, world, in, in the eyes of the world. 
But until you come to God empty, He can't fill you. Uh, do you want the world's stuff or do you want God's stuff? It's better to let go of what's in your hand. Let go of your achievements. Let go of your pride. Let go. Let go. Because it's in that place of emptiness, God fills our heart. He fills us. Now, come on, stop juggling. Some of you are just juggling. It's like, well, you know, I have a little bit of church and a little bit of, ah. <laughs> that went from me. And, and, and you're dropping things and you're stressed out. Some of you right now just need to give it over to God. Let it go. I'm not going to sing it, but let it go. Yeah, let, let it go because God can't put into your hands what He has on offer because your hands are already full. It's the story of the boy who stole the cookie from the cookie jar. You know, his hands in the jar, his mom told him not to, but he gets his hands stuck in the jar. He can't get his hand out. His mom comes home and he's guilty because he's got his hand in the jar. And the mom says, what have you been doing? And like, ah, yeah. It's obvious what he's been doing. His hand's in the cookie jar. He goes, I got it stuck. And the mom saw what was going on and she said, well, why don't you just let go of the cookie? And the moment he let go of the cookie, he could take his hand out. Some of you are stuck right now because you've got your hand around stuff that God wants you to let go. See, once he let it go, it's then, you know, he could tip the jar over and cookies would have come out. Some of you right now are grabbing hold of things and they can look good and you can justify them, but ultimately they have your heart. And until you let it go, God can't give it to you. You gotta let it go. Let go of what you're holding on to. Number four, last one, if we could have the musicians out, is you need to position yourself. You need to position yourself. You know, it's no good. If, if uh, uh, Dan, where are you? Dan, oh, he's singing. Where are you? Dan, 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 come, on, come back out. He's a singer. Dan, Dan. It's no, no good if, uh, you know, hey, you ready to catch this? Ready? Ready? Come on, man, where are you? It's like, you ready for this one? It's ready for, yeah. Oh, that's right. You're, you're, you slept in. You didn't come Sunday morning. Oh, catch that. Yeah, it's like, you've got to be in a place and position yourself in a place where God can speak. You've got to position yourself in worship. Yeah, you can just sing the lyrics on a screen or you can engage your heart. See, what God desires is those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. So you can be in the midst of the worship going, oh God, I wish you'd speak to me. Oh man, look, at, I don't like that song. God's throwing ball, you know. And you're over there. But what you need to do is you need to, you ready? You need to run. And, you ready? You need to position yourself. If you're not already there, but if you're already there, it becomes easy in worship to hear God. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you open your Bible, oh, I want God to do something in my life. But you're not opening your Bible. When you open your Bible in the morning, you're saying, God, I'm hungry for your word. I need daily. Yeah, and so you're in a position where you can take it. You don't even need to run. You can hear His voice. Some of you are doing it too tough. Simply because you haven't positioned yourself. 
You're wanting to catch what God has on offer, but you're missing it because you're not positioning yourself. Come on, over the summer break, don't position yourself in in stupid environments that are gonna take you away from God. Position yourself in the house. Position yourself in the Word. Don't position yourself in things that are just gonna feed your flesh. Don't go watch a whole lot of stupid movies that are gonna occupy your mind and take you down wrong pathways. Come on, position yourself. Live with an expectation. Make room. And because when you make room for God, He'll come and fill that space. He'll come and fill your life. But you've got to position yourself. Come on, He's got good gifts on offer. He's got amazing things for your life. But some of you, it's like you're wet. No, position yourself. For some of you, it's like, oh, I'm waiting for God to come and get me. He won't do that. He's awaiting hunger. He's awaiting desire. And when you hunger and you thirst for Him, it's in that place you're filled in Jesus' name. Come on, how many want to catch what God has on offer? Oh, (laughs) Oh, watch out for that. Ah, come on, how many want to catch? Isaac. Oh, oh. <laughs> Isaac wasn't ready for it, right? <laughs> throw it back, throw it. Now, well, it's, some of you, it's, it's like passive. Come on, I, I want us as a church. I, I really believe. Into this, we're not waiting for 2000, February 2017 after the holidays to kick into gear. I really believe if God wants to awaken something in people's spirits tonight, here, now. Come on, you ready? You ready? How many are ready? How many are ready? Tavita, you reckon you can catch this? You reckon? I reckon. I'll, I'll see how good. Yeah, ready. Oh, too far. Oh, who did I hit back there? I need, I need another one. I need another one. I need to give it a go. Oh. Okay, Tavita, Tavita, this is coming for, for you, man. He's getting engaged. Hey. He's getting engaged. Come on, how about stand to your feet? That was just for my fun. <laughs> no spiritual relevance whatsoever. Just thought, man, I'm going to have a good time. There, will he catch? Oh, you, oh, you dropped it, man. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, give me a whistle. I need some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you are a little bit nervous right now. Eh? It's like, who's he going to throw it at? Yeah, watch out. Watch out, Hans. Oh, oh, that, that was dangerous. Hans, man, protect your friend. <laughs> protect your friend, man. Hans. Where are you? Where are you? It's like, oh man. Come on, how about lifting hands to go? go. Some, of you, some of you go, no, I'm not doing that. That leaves me exposed. Exactly. <laughs> so, come on, lift your hands to Jesus right now, right across this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in this place. And we thank you, God, for your anointing that's here right now to speak. Lord, our hearts are open. Lord, right now we tune in, we tune in. I I break every distraction. Lord, everything that will seek to hold us back from receiving what you want to deposit into our lives. Lord, right now we declare we're hungry for you. Lord, we declare we want you. Lord, right now, Lord, we receive your grace. We receive. 
the gifts that you have on us. We receive it. We receive your love. We receive it right now. We receive your forgiveness. We receive it right now. We receive. Come on, whatever you need, God has. Whatever you need, God has.